I'm Chuck Norris, and I approve this game. Between the time when gamers play with miniatures and chainmail, and the rise of the Wizards of the Coast, there was an age of advanced role-playing undreamed of. And onto the Skygas, destined to bear the jeweled crown of TSR upon a troubled brow. It was given to teach us all how to roll for initiative. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! This is the Roll for Initiative podcast, volume 4, issue 162. We're back with another great episode this week. And uh, so, how you been, Nick? Okay. Very tired, though. <laughs> but I've been doing very well. Thank you very much. And Matt, with this new view, you can see all the hero clicks in his background, how much obsession he's got going on there. Yes, my uh, wonderful little computer office slash gaming archive. Yeah. So things are going well here. Um, just... Yeah. Now, as I look at the room through the camera, I'm like, I kind of need to organize things a little better. Well, it looks like a looks like a ghost is attempting to move the calendar in the background. Yes, it's it's <laughs> yes. Fortunately, I know there's a heat vent right underneath it, blowing up on it. But for those at home, oh, now you just blow. I know. I now know. there's no mystery to it anymore. Yes, I know. I'm sorry. I should sort of let it be and had us come up with a name and develop stats for the uh, ghost in my uh, computer room. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So Nick, we have any stars this week? None. None. Nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> but we do have some other news from iTunes that you also sent me. Um, I think as of this past week, uh, Roll for Initiative on iTunes is in the top 15 podcast for uh, gaming yes of what so, yeah what's hot and what's downloaded on what's hot and what's not so i guess we're we're hot actually all the osr podcasts for wgp are in the top 100 at this point yay, yay! with saver die at 96 stackos hammer at 91 and that's it the rest of them are in the top 100 Nice, sweet. But we've all done such a good job that we made the top 100. Very cool. Excellent day. We've actually so we gone must be doing as something as, right. Uh, you know, our show has gone as far as getting higher than podcasts like Fear the Boot and Order 66. So uh, we thank the fans for that. Wow. Yeah. Over Fear the Boot? Yep. They're well below us. Yeah. <laughs> amateurs. Wait, we're amateurs too. Yeah, well, huh. everybody's getting, uh, <laughs> we getting paid. After what? After five years, now we're finally using video? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, technology, you know, we're we're following the OSR uh, movements here, so. Right. Yes, we fear technology. Especially if so, you listen to last week's show. Oh, yeah, please. <laughs> last week's show was awesome. Leave it alone. <laughs> yes, the show was awesome. The pre-show, however... <laughs> Not so much. Yeah. 
Anyway, uh, so let's head into uh, some sage advice. Sage advice. Sage advice? Oh, we're supposed to sing, Nick. Should we sing now that we have a Sage advice. Sage advice. I let Nick sing by himself. <laughs> we uh, actually have a couple emails here. Um, one person wrote in named DM da- Dastardly Dad. Cool. And he wants to know, uh, so he's, uh, let's see here. Recently, he's getting back into the edition uh, of uh, first edition. He wants some advice on what he should pick up and should he look at Osric or not. So oh. I'll, throw, I'll throw it over to Matt, who's usually so quiet. Yes, yeah, traveling Matt. Well, if you played back in... One second, Matt. He actually wants to know, between the books of AD&D, First Edition, Labyrinth Lord, Osric, Adventures, Dark Deacon, Hackmaster, or any other system that's compatible, he wants to know the pros and cons of each and which one he should look at. Okay. So, well, no. <laughs> Showing to itself. Self, exactly. Yeah. Well, I would say the if you played back in the day, go with the originals. The just the eight, first edition AD and D books. You'll once you start reading them, it'll all start coming back to you. Uh, as for the other uh, OSR products out there, they're going to be very similar. Um, other than they'll probably be organized and edited better, so you can actually. Uh, follow and along and actually relearn the rules if things are rusty. Uh, I mean, I've always just leaned towards the original books myself. Uh, but the th- the nice thing is, a lot like Labyrinth Lord, Adventures Dark and Deep, you can find free copies of them out there. So you can just download them all and, and read them and see which one fits your play style best. Um, Adventures Dark and Deep is the next evolution of AD&D, whereas Labyrinth Lord is more along the lines of like a clone. Once you throw in the AEC, Labyrinth Lord by itself is more uh, basic. So just yeah, the it's type. more like the which Hol- is, it's like more like the uh, Holmes uh, Moldvay yeah version of D and I think yeah. So it I would say download the free versions of all of them and just read them and see which ones resonate best if you're not wanting to go with the original books. Mm. That's my thought. What about you, Nick? I would have to agree with you. Uh, since I, I mean, I don't know if, is he just getting back into the game? Is that the whole idea here? Or so like he kind of just rediscovered the game. Is that what we're kind of going with there, Vince? Um, so basically, he's been playing it on and off since '84, and recently oh. his brother called and wants his first edition books back. Oh. Uh, he said he's never owned a copy of his own, so now he's getting ready to buy his own copy. The big question is should I buy first edition books, Labyrinth Lord, Osric, Adventures Dark, the Packmaster, or any other game system that I don't know about? Please discuss well, the pros and cons. Um, I guess <laughs> there's the email. Yeah. Um, I guess there's since he's, he's not like re uh, re uh, discovering the game. He's been playing on and off since '84. He's familiar with rules. He could go, I think, one of two ways. You can go one buy yourself the core rules again. You can either find uh, in online at various uh, bookstores that offer them. Even Amazon, you could probably find uh, older um, used copies. 
or if you want to find the reprints, which I highly recommend as well, you can get those too. I mean, the reprints are beautiful. I don't know if you've seen them or not, because I can grab one of my my copies over here. I got you know, the reprints of the player's handbook. And we got the Unearth Arcana, which I highly recommend because it has the errata from Dragon Magazine for everything. And it won't fall apart on you after like two years. Mm-hmm. Monster Manual and the Dungeon Master's Guide. The reprints are beautiful. Uh, so I, if you can't find cop, uh, an older copy that's at least in good condition... I would I would recommend getting the the reprints, but I think I'm kind of biased now. I'm really been taken with Adventures Dark and Deep. I really like uh, what has been done there. But I mean, any of the OSR products are good to go too. If you're going for something like, particularly first edition AD&D, um, Labyrinth Lord with the advanced um, expansion that Matt mentioned is good. Or, um, you know, Adventures Dark and Deep, like uh, how it was made in, if Gary Gygax stayed with TSR in 85 and and did his version of second edition. Um, I think that's also a good option there as well. Uh, Ozark, too. I mean, there's Hack- so many different. Um, you know, Hackmaster, yeah, but I think because it has so many extra added crunchy bits like the, you know, uh, crits and fumbles chart and um, there's a very expanded skill system with talents and with the skills um, I mean yeah it's AD&D at its core but I don't even know if you can even find the old Hackmaster 4th edition books that were done you know oh my gosh going on 15 years now uh, the new edition of Hackmaster that's out is a totally different beast. It's nothing like first edition AD&D. It really is. It's a total different uh, rule system. It has a lot more to do with opposing um, uh, die rolls, particularly for combat. So yeah. there's like an attack and a defense, and you roll off. So that's that's probably one of the bigger differences. But, yeah, uh, either, you know, new copies, you know, the reprints, or if you can find older uh, copies of AD&D, Adventures Dark and Deep, Osric, um, Labyrinth Lord Advanced uh, is good, you know, with the advanced add-on. Those are all good options. I don't think you'll, I don't think you'll go wrong. Yeah, I have to agree. Uh, I yeah, think- there's so much stuff out there. It's, it's, it's actually really cool. It's just really what to your particular taste do you want? Stick with the original books. If you already had them and you're getting you're trying to buy your own copies, just buy your own copies of the books. They're not that expensive. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've gone up a little bit in price, but and more. I know the reprints are pretty expensive compared to yeah. the books, but I see them in half-price books every once in a while, and they're still under 10 bucks. So Amazon wow. pretty much relative with the same, not the reprints, but the originals. Still under yeah. $10. Uh, the reprints are always in the 20s if I, if I ever see them. So... I never really got into Hackmaster Fourth Edition. I do have those books sitting on the shelf behind me, and uh, I never played it. I just had it. I have that awesome GM screen. That, 
Yeah, the GM screen is wonderful. I mean, even if you play the game or not, if you can just get the, the Hackmaster GM screen, it's still very useful. It's ginormous. <laughs> I would say if you're looking for something for free, go with uh, Labyrinth Lord AUC. I can highly, highly recommend getting that over anything else that's free. Um, not much of a fan of Osric, nothing wrong with it. Just not a fan of it. I just think it's too many house rules for AD&D 1E spirit. So, but you know, not to each, to each their own. So, right. They're like, like I said, it's like to what your own particular flavor and probably budget as you kind of, you know, <laughs> alluded to, you know, what's in your budget. Well, yeah, you can get the entire Osric, a one book with all the art in it for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, Labyrinth Lord, I think you have to get it art minus the art for the free one. Right. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Okay. Minus art and the AEC minus art. Uh, that's how they have it set up. So you can have it for free, but if you want the little extras, you still ha- you have to pay for it, which I don't right. as much of a problem because it's well-written, laid out, wonderful. It, I made a travel size of it that's half the size of it, and it, was, it just looks awesome, mm. the travel size, compared to the, the big size. I love it. And I always keep that in my little GM binder in case I want to play basic D&D or something. And all these products either are available in PDF or, you know, hardbound, softback, or a combination thereof. So I'm, I'm one of those people that, you know, the uh, PDF's great, but I prefer the I prefer the dead tree. That's just me. I like having that. <laughs> having oh. that in my grubby little hands. And Adventures Dark and Deep, I haven't really read since the original reviews that we had, but uh, mm-hmm. I hear people raving about it, such as you, Nick. So, oh, I you got to get it, Vince. Yeah, it's I mean, awesome. If Nick highly recommends it, I suggest everybody run out to the store and buy it right now. Go to RPG now. Yeah. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nick, now, now. <laughs> Nick, Nick is an important person in the community, and if he says that it's good, you have to go buy it. Oh my goodness, He's really. Like, I am. <laughs> He's like the OSR. Nick, you are oh, the Everybody gets copies. Woo! Look under your chairs. No. <laughs> That's no, it. That, That's what we're gonna no, do from now on, Matt. No, we're gonna put a little. No, we're gonna make up a sticker. No, no. I can't believe I did that. <laughs> Nick's book club, and it's gonna be like Oprah's sticker. Yeah, we'll just go to our oh, local game God. store. Yeah, and, but it's and put. This little sticker it's on the every... anti-Oprah book club. Yes, <laughs> it's endorsed by Nick. Therefore... Though she did, though she did, I th- if I remember correctly, someone might correct me on this. She did years ago. She did recommend Cormac McCormick's The Road. It was in her book club. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not kidding. If you've seen the movie, no, no, The, the Road. The book? Oh, my God. Yeah, it's the same guy who wrote, um, what was it? Um, no um, no Country for Old Men or something like that. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, Cormac McCormick. But anyway, yeah, she actually recommended The Road. Yeah, real feel-good movie of the year that one was. Anyway. <laughs> All right, cool. So we do have another email coming in. Uh, it's related to kind of what's going on here for Adventures Dark and Deep. I pulled this email out of our best many emails. Uh, he has a mini rant about 161 because uh, this is from, I'm going to say Ion Jr., I-O-N-J-R, so Ion Jr. I don't know. I could be pronouncing that wrong. I apologize. 
He writes he has a mini rant about 161. Well, he wants to know, wow. He's saying psionics aren't included in Adventures Dark and Geek and intro Dark and Geek. Wow, is that a new game, Joe? Sorry about that. Adventures Dark, Adventures Dark and Geek. <laughs> Someone's quickly writing that down to copyright it now. Uh, yes. It drove him nuts until he asked Joe. He must have got his answer. But as, uh says rant over. Great podcast. Keep up with the good work. He's going to go grab that outpost module we did review last time. So, oh, right. Yeah. Nick, did you say there was uh, there is psionics in there, like a page of it? Or something? Yes. Yes, there is. In fact, I got my books right here. It's in the largest book. It's in the bestiary um, near the very back of the bestiary. Um, if I can turn to it, it's in the, if I remember, it's in the appendix here. Where the heck is it? Okay. Maybe I missed it. Ah, yes. It's in Appendix B. The Psychic Strike. It's one page. <laughs> That's it. I love it. That's all you need. That's all you need. And um, that's really the extent of Psionics in Adventures Dark and Deep under that rule system. Now, I'm sure if you wanted to port over the first edition ones, if you want to use that, which I am not a real fan of at all, uh, or the second edition AD&D ones, which I have to admit are actually pretty good. I, those are the, the psionic rules I actually understood. Oh, the splat book? Yeah, the splat book, the psionicist handbook, mm-hmm. which has is kind of a double-edged sword, that book, if I could just say that, because one... Yes, you got some well-defined rules for psionics, but two, the psionicist is probably one of the most broken classes ever. Because <laughs> I had a friend of mine who played a psionicist, and we were going through Temple of, El- of Elemental Evil, and it was like nothing to him. It was just... it. <laughs> the, the, the When you use a psionicist, the rules are just crazy. In fact, uh, I had the same psionicist my friend played. We were going through ruins of Undermountain, and he found this 100,000 gold piece value gem. And for psionicists, they could store psychic energy points in gems. And I think it's one point per 100 gold piece value of the gem. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) So he pretty much found, like, the holy grail of, of psionics uh, power storing devices. I'm like, ah, oh, great. And the campaign. I'm sure. <laughs> Were you GM or someone else's GM? Uh, I was GMing when I was doing Ruins on Under Mountain. And yeah, mm-hmm. they found this 100,000 GP gem. Did you say, no? Yeah, not one of my most proud, not one of the proudest moments of being a dungeon master now. <laughs> so... <laughs> We all live, we learn, we move on. That's right. We live and learn to move on. Every gem from now on was now worth one gold piece. Um, yeah. <laughs> he gets copper gems. Gems that are only worth a copper, copper piece. Yes, copper, <laughs> copper gems? Yes. Yeah, what? Every gem is only... Can you do that? <laughs> Why not? I think, I think he gets copper for the gem, but his hangout went... Yes. Rolled over his words. Yes. 
Anyway, uh, rfistaff at gmail.com if you'd like to email us, and we will pick your email out for the week and say it on the show. Otherwise, uh, hold your peace. So 570-865-4210 is the Wild Games Productions hotline. Uh, and usually we uh, we have to actually it's been kind of dusty lately because I haven't uh, looked into it too much, but uh, I noticed there was no voicemail, so there's no need to pick up the phone and listen. Yeah, yeah, we've had emails, but voicemail has been kind of stagnant for at least a month. Yeah, our, our Kojo took a break, so yeah, I was yeah. gonna say, where are you, DM Joe Kojo? Come on, you're yeah. usually the guy. Yeah. All right, so uh, let's head into some table matters. This podcast is brought to you in part by a not very generous grant from Lesser Gnome, publisher of quality role-playing games since last year. Gnomes value high-minded programming just like you. Learn more at their website at www.lessergnome.com. Typical of all the evil creatures in the world, I like to find one with table manners. What are you kidding me? I spent years cultivating the worst table manners on the planet. Table manners. Right. We're going to go into table manners here, the ladies and gentlemen. And Matt was able to find us a really, I think, really cool adventure to, to review. Um, this is really over the head. I would say, yeah, kind of gonzo in its, in its, in its way. I, and it's by, um, Usherwood Adventures is what it is. Here's yeah, Usherwood Adventures. Yeah. And Vince was, yes, Vince was kind enough to hold it up there. I'm trying to get it up and... there. People can see it, but you keep talking. <laughs> Sorry. Stop now talking. Man, whatever. I'm done. Okay. <laughs> Anywho, yes, it's by Usherwood Adventures, and it is called The Cloud World of Arme. That's what I'm thinking it was. Yeah, well, that's what I'm thinking as well. Because, yeah. It's by Keith Sloan. And, and uh, it's a high adventure from middle school. And there's a reason behind that. I just love the very front of this where it says, for four to seven characters of mixed experience levels where written over says, for four, over four to seven characters or maybe more or fewer. <laughs> <laughs> and... And what the hell ever le- ever levels. So you can probably see where this is going. Yes, and it's also a standalone so. Usherward adventure for a very good reason. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. But going right from the get go, I have to I do have to read the publisher's note if you guys can let me indulge here. Yes. Because this sets the tone um, perfectly. Because this really sets the tone. It sets the tone for the adventure. And he has a, was a publisher's note. If you were anything like me when you first became involved as a DM in the world of role-playing D&D, the notion of an intelligently written module is kind of an alien concept. I mean, isn't the idea of just kicking the stuffing out of your players the main thing anyway? Who wants to get involved in complex storylines, plot development, logical pers- progression of events, and lover-appropriate NPCs. Am I right? Am I right? The series of High Adventure from Middle School modules seeks to faithfully reproduce those gems of adventure concepts directly from the mind of the 13-year-old DM that still exists somewhere deep inside all of us old-school gamers. Unedited, 
and when possible, scan directly from the original handwritten notes, these adventures may seem unintelligible at times and patently ludicrous at others. <laughs> In retrospect, it seems impossible that we actually played these games at times, but we did. And those of us who kept at it hopefully got much better at it. So raise your soda cans high and give thanks to the, for the large pepperoni extra cheese. Let's recall those bygone days sitting around the gaming table and paying homage to High Adventures from Middle School. Yes. And that was by Kramer, Usherwood DM, Columbus Junior High, Canoga Park, California, 1976 to 1979. So you probably, everybody now understands where this is leading. Yes. <laughs> and they... And they also have a note here. If you have your own notes from where you written your module as a 13 year old, they want them. They will publish them. Yeah. So send them to th they have an email link. So because they want to make it a part of the series because <laughs> these things. Are so glorious. if you have still I know a lot of DMs do some notes from an adventure that you wrote back when you were 11, 12, 13 years old, somewhere in that area when you first started playing D&D, &D, and you probably were sitting down going, this is so awesome. I'm going to write this up right here. It's going to be the coolest thing ever. <laughs> and then you look back and you go, uh, <laughs> but they might publish it for you. Why the hell not? Right. For nostalgia reasons, if anything. Exactly. It's like... When buying lots of books off Craigslist, sometimes I've had people throw in their old campaign notes and character sheets as well. So I actually have a mm -hmm. stack of these other people's notes that are just like this, and it's great. No kidding. Yes. Oh, my God. One time I went to buy wow. what I thought was a DM screen at Half Price Books. It was in a bag bundled up, and they had the outer cover of the first edition DM screen. I get it home. Mm -hmm. The paper inside of what I thought was like the module that would come with it was actually yeah. handwritten campaign notes. And there was no DM screen in it. So I paid $3 for someone's campaign notes and half price books. It, it, it was well worth the $3. <laughs> but yes. Okay. As long as you feel like you got your money's worth, Matt, that's, that's cool. Yes. <laughs> because I have always enjoyed so, this yeah. type of stuff. But yeah. And when I found these modules, I'm like, and we need is, to talk about it. Yeah. This is really cool. It's the cloud world of Armay. And really, the premises behind it is, and I'm, I think I'm guilty of this too. Anybody who went through the giant series of modules, somebody, some DM somewhere, and made their own G4. You know, you had G1 through 3G, G3. Someone somewhere made G4. And he said, uh, he, most the people think the logical following was Stone Giants. But this guy went all the way to Cloud Giants. <laughs> and he made a little kingdom for him, the Kingdom of Stratos. And uh, it's um, it's very, very interesting. Yeah, that's to say the least. It's got everything you would want in a good dungeon crawl. Lots of rooms, lots of monsters that make no sense at all. It. If it wasn't for the overwhelming theme of Cloud Giant, uh, you would think maybe he was just using the random generation table at times. And not, yeah. Yeah. And not, not to mention, let's just go, the first room of the first cloud they meet mm -hmm. involves a type 1 demon. 
two type one demons. Two type just one, one demons. Two. Yes. So, two type one demons. And a module. And the description is. Yeah. You know, yeah. these creatures can cause darkness, five foot radius, detect invisible objects, telekinesis, 2,000 gold pieces weight, and gate in. 10% chance of success, another type 1 demon. They will attempt to fly first in for an attack. Then before they get there, they will use their telekinesis on a single person and attempt to drop them off the cloud. So, right off the bat, you have the potential for at least two player characters dying. Well, three, because they're at the gate. You get another demon. Right. So you get three. So there's a potential of that. <laughs> yes. Maybe even four. Right. And so, I, and I think we also need to say this entire setting is set on clouds. Yeah. And nowhere well, is it explained. Clouds. It's on clouds. It's implied. That's one of the yeah. charms of this module. It's a, there's a lot of things that are implied. You just have to, after you read it a little bit, you'll figure it out and be able to roll with it. it. Just kind of assume. Yeah. Yeah. Because you got, you got, you know. We've become so over how, – how should I say it? We've become so used to over the time from from then and now to like, you know, logical progression of the – you know, how dungeons are laid out and dungeon ecology and blah, 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 blah. No, none of that here. If it was cool, if it was nasty, we put it in the module, didn't we, guys? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And usually a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And there's a lot of a lot in this. This this, this whole this whole thing about uh balance. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> that is like not going to happen. No. So yeah, and so the, again, the basic premise a follow-on to the original Against the Giant series. It's Cloud Giants, and it's on a in a Cloud Kingdom. So the Cloud Kingdom of, I think, Arme. Stratos. That's why I call oh, it. yeah, Stratos is the Cloud World of Arme. Is the yes, the Cloud, yes. Uh, the Cloud Kingdom in Arme. But, uh, so you got Type 1 Demons. There's an insane aerial servant that will fight to the death. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But I and here's another thing about this. So you fight, you you know, you go against these type one demons. Quick you thing. might fight. What's that? I just want a quick thing. How it's written, like we were talking about in the beginning, so people can see. Oh, sure. It's on, a, it's on a, like a notepad type thing with writing like this. With like the papers look like they're kind of edged. I mean, uh, aged. Mm -hmm. All right, continue. Yeah, so it has that look. The actual format is kind of like, yeah, if, like if it was written in a notebook or on a notepad, just like well, how we all did it. You know, we didn't have things like computers. <laughs> um, so, and here's where you go with the weird, twisted, I don't know if you want to call it logic. So we have the, the Type 1 demons, the aerial servants, and the next encounter are four Shidus. <laughs> so... And they have 85 like, points, okay. psionics. Yeah, they have 85 psionic points. But, you know, if you befriend them, you know, 45% of the time they'll help you on their journey, which um, in retrospect, yeah, you're probably going to need these guys. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're not or if you're – If you're rude or evil, as it's put. <laughs> if, you, if you're rude or evil – 
God forbid if you're both, they will violently attack you to the death. Forget about morale checks, folks. And then we get our first treasure loot. Yeah, yeah. 2,000 sil silver, 1,000 gold. Two gems worth. Two a, gems worth. from 1,000 to 100 to 1,000 and a potion of flying, which in a cloud world is kind of useful. So not so bad yet as far as the coinage. So then there's a hole in a cloud. And this is where we start to see, wow, the, 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 the um, treasure is going to get a little out of hand. Yeah. So they find this hole in the cloud, and there's a 35% chance you'll find this alcove. <laughs> and there's a secret door in this alcove. Why there's a secret door in a cloud? Who cares? There's a room with 2,000 of all different coins, like 2,000 of gold, electrum each, four gems, two jewels, six potions, two scrolls, and other magic items. Hey, okay. who cares why that's there? Right. Right. So, I mean, randomly, there's gems, there's jewels. You're not given the values. It's up to you as a DM to to, uh, to figure it out, which actually I think is kind of cool. It's up to you to figure out you know, what the potions are, the scrolls, and the two other magic items are, So, which is kind of cool. But there is a little there's... caveat with the door, though. When you open the door, it gives weakness to everyone within 10 feet. So it's minus 1d6 strength to everyone within 10 feet of the door. And there is no save. No, it just happens. It says it. <laughs> I didn't even yeah, know. Yeah, there's a weakness gas. And there is no save to the gas. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's totally, that's totally a 12-year-old move. Come on, man. No I see. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> We're setting the scene. So you start off this adventure, and it doesn't say there's a time period for this weakness to wear off either. No, no, no. It looks like it's a permanent thing. Yeah. I think so. And you're going to be fighting cloud giants. <laughs> and you're all 1d6 lower on your strength. Well, yeah, but Matt, let them know what's on cloud B. Oh, cloud B. Yes. This is where um, we're only like five rooms in, where you get to meet a young mm -hmm. adult red dragon. And it gets better because he's also immune to all frost and ice. Because he threatened to eat a wizard if the wizard did not give him immunity to such things. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and he's got a lot of treasure. Yep. He <laughs> and we're only like in the fourth or fifth area here, folks. <laughs> right. Uh, this I, is just... If you were to run this, use encumbrance rules. <laughs> Please use encumbrance yeah. rules. Be because yes the dragon does not speak and he is not sleeping it explicitly states that and he will just use his breath weapon on you so you walk in three times yep. fire breath then after that yeah, pretty Mila much yeah melee normally and then his treasure thirty-five thousand silver 40,000 gold, one gem worth 1,000 gold, 10 jewels, and three magic items mm -hmm. determined randomly. So magic yep. item count, we're up to five. Five random magic yeah. items, not to mention the thousands upon thousands of pounds of gold. And so, yeah. <laughs> th this is funny because, like, when I started reading this, I'm like, you know, this reminds me of when I was like 12, 13, 14 years old. I was writing an adventure. And it was probably like late at night on a Friday. I've drank way too much soda pop, eaten way too much junk food. I'm at home, 
in my basement where my bedroom was. And I'm trying to dream up like one of the coolest like adventures ever. And this is probably some of the stuff I was trying to come up with. Yeah. <laughs> so, Don't you wish you kept that no notebook? rhyme or reason to it whatsoever. Bet you so. wish you kept that notebook, Nick, huh? Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> in a way, yes, and in a way, no. <laughs> it's... In a way, yeah. But yeah. But this is why it's so funny. It's so fun. It's like you go, you're, you're reading this, you're like, yeah, you know what? That, that's how it was for a lot of us. Right. We, just, we didn't know any better. I, I wonder if someone who started gaming. Um, was with, it, is it better now? Let's, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if someone who started gaming within, say, like the 3.5 boom would actually even appreciate this type of module. Or would they just be horribly confused? I don't know about confused, probably more like terrified. Yeah. <laughs> They'd be like, what is going on? And where's all the old time gamers? What yep. about game balance? It was like, what about game balance? No, it, it didn't exist. Game, yeah. No, nowhere will you find game balance yeah. in first edition books. <laughs> it is not mentioned explicitly. It's just kind of implied. That's why it was a challenge. Yeah. Balance bar. Yeah. If you can't right. handle so a red dragon the for the fifth encounter, why not? What's That's wrong with right. you? You can't handle a, a young adult red dragon by the fourth encounter. You're out. Yeah. You don't need to play. Only the best of the best here. Yeah. Pick up your dice and go home. <laughs> <laughs> so we got Cloud C here. And we got on Cloud C, there's an air elemental. Mm -hmm. It only can be hit by plus two weapons. A Dijin. Um, Huge Afridi, right? <laughs> and, and the next encounter is in Afridi. A huge so one. A yeah. Yeah. So... Here's the thing, though, and I don't think this was covered in the adventure at all. Oh. Um, well, also the Jijin will be if you're good uh, or neutral, the the party he'll be he'll be friendly 50 percent of the time if you first encounter him. So yeah, pretty good chance he'll befriend you as well. So you can actually and, get a nice uh, little group of uh, menagerie with you adventuring through this if you're lucky. Yeah, four sheeters and a Jijin. Yeah. Because you're going to need them. Yeah. Just wait till we get to that last wandering monster chart. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. So, here's the funny thing, though, because you go to the next room, there's an Afridi. And if I remember correctly, don't Dijini and Afridi hate each other? Yeah. So this is like not good. Right. Because <laughs> when you walk in, the Afridi is asking if they know where the Dijin is. And, yeah. if, and if a negative answer is given, he will become very angry to tip the kill. So if you walk in with the Dijin as your buddy, he's going to kill. But his abilities mm -hmm. are he grants three wishes, invisibility, gases form, detect magic, create illusion, wall of fire, produce flame, and pyrotechnics. There is no way to capture him unless he is cut down to ten hit points. So if you get him down to ten hit points, you got three wishes. Uh huh. So yes. Okay. So mm -hmm. let's see. Uh, we got one, that one thing. Note here. Yeah. One oh, thing. Wait, note, well, he has no treasure. Yeah. Right. You go through this whole battle. He's got nothing. Right. So you better <laughs> hope you can get him somewhere. Yeah. 
well, you better hope you actually get him to surrender so that way you can get his powers as if you can trap him. Well, that's what the three wishes are for. Yes. You wish for <laughs> That is your treasure, which – wishing for – And no wishing for more wishes. Right. Aww. And actually, if you're in a game like this and are given wishes, I would recommend don't use them. Because it could, if right. you have a DM running this type of game, it can only end very poorly for you. Yeah, it, it'll just end in tears. Yes, because thinking back. <laughs> yeah, bank those three witches, you know? I would bank those suckers. Yeah. So if everything is going well for the party at this point, you have a Dijin and four um, Shidus as basically companions to your party as they're adventuring along with you. So it might even get bigger with the next encounter. You have four Lamassu that you encounter in the very next area. They got the 30% magic resistance, permanent protection from evil, 10-foot radius, which they can work at double strength. They can become invisible and dimension door. And if approached by good creatures, they will use heal spells to heal 4 to 14 points and 8 to 28 points. They will ignore neutral and attack evil creatures. They have 3,000 gold and 5 gems. Now, up to this point, yeah, I think you might need some healing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And if you play your cards right, like along with the healing, you're going to not only have, so you're going to have 4 Lamassu maybe with you? I don't know. They might come along. Yeah. Doesn't say it, but you do. You know, you got four Shidu and a the Dijin. So a Jin, four Lamassu, and four Shidus. So that would be a damn good adventuring party on its own. Right. In <laughs> so, any other adventure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. On any other adventure, you know, you are, you're, you know, winning. But <laughs> this one, as you go along, You'll find out that you're going to need as much help as you can possibly get. Yes. Which hence goes to Cloud D. And if Matt, if you would be so kind to go on the Cloud D and tell us what's there. Yes. On Cloud D is a manticore. Why is a manticore in the cloud? Uh-huh. Uh, it could shoot. Why not? Yeah, why they not? Fly? Exactly. Shoot six tail spikes that do 1d6 hit points damage. Fire four vo. Four volleys, if approached, will attack viciously and call for area five, which will arrive in five rounds, which will arrive in three rounds. If losing badly, fly away in return. It has 3,000 electrum, 3,000 gold, six gems worth 1,000 gold each, and magic items, which are a scroll of five spell level one through six, or five spell level one through six, leather armor plus one, and a potion of invulnerability. So if we go to... Cl- but. So it references what is in sec uh, area five because what is area, five? area five. Oh. Well, actually, but first let's go to area two, which is the same as area one. <laughs> You'll also notice which a lot in area one, yeah, cloud a, a, area one. Yes. Cloud a area one. Hi demons. There are more tight one demons. <laughs> yes. Because area five is just, they gets more manticores, but then after you deal with the demons, we now have in area three a hundred skeletons. Yeah, what are they doing on the cloud? They've been well, ordered. I by, don't know. Well, no, it's explained. This has an explanation. They've been ordered by someone to stay here until someone is seen and attack them to the death. 
And at the edge of the cloud is a statue of a huge monster. It is ceramic with a gold inlay worth 5,000 gold. So if you they want to carry a giant statue worth 5,000 mm-hmm. gold, they can. So at this point, right. I'm imagining some of the Shidus looking more like Patsy from Monty Python and the Holy Grail carrying all the loot they've gotten yeah. so far. I'm just trying to figure out, like, what Vince says. Like, why are the heck are 100 skeletons on this cloud world? Then you got Area 4, though. 50 zombies. What? And then 50 zombies, yes. And then they're ordered. They were ordered by the same one who ordered the skeletons at 3. So they'll attack immediately as well. Mm -hmm. And then there's a chest there with 5,000 silver, 4,000 electrum. Nick's pay for this episode. And a pendant worth 2,000 gold. So... Yes. So Wait, you got your un- Yeah. Yeah, it this is So you you do have a little of everything in this though. You do have your cloud, your area, your elementals, you got your demons, you got your undead, you got your dragons. There's a little something for everyone. This was definitely written by a kid with ADD. I mean, come on. Oh yeah. Yes. And yes. Then, and then, he just went all over the monster mail. I was like, you know what? The cleric is getting no love in this adventure. I'm gonna throw a hundred skeletons and 50 zombies just for the heck of exactly <laughs> just imagine though you're on a cloud if you turn these zombies and skeletons they all do the lemming death jump <laughs> yes yes that would be so much fun yes they all just run away from your cleric lunging off to their doom okay and then- now this is where so that was cloud d now you have cloud e well, well, no, the, we, we we touched on five oh, with the manacles. Did I miss something? In cl- area five, oh, the I'm ma- sorry. The, yes, they were summoned earlier, possibly, but they got the volleys. If losing badly, they will fly to Sri Lanka to warn the emperor of invasion. He will then send five twenty-five knights. They will hunt down the party and try to take them peacefully to Arme, so he can decide what to do. They have four thousand silver. 8,000 gold and six gems of unknown value. So these Manticore, if you don't kill them, will flee and bring 25 knights hunting you down. From Sri Lanka, folks. Sri Lanka. From Sri Lanka. Just let that sink in for a little bit. Sri Lanka. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm trying to figure out why Sri Lanka? I, I mean... Why not? Why not? It's... Of any, I don't know. I, I do. I care. I'm not really. But <laughs> the Sri Lankan knights, you better fear them. I, I guess there's. Who would have thought that Sri Lanka had such formidable knights in their military? Yes. So, I don't know. I mean, I always figured Sri Lanka was like India light, but who? What do I know? Yeah, <laughs> they, apparently they have. I just, I just, I alienated all of Sri Lanka, our listeners there, didn't I? Yeah. They all stopped listening to the podcast and gave us one star, Nick. <laughs> all three of them. Yes. <laughs> but now we're jumping to Cloudy, and the first room in Cloudy. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. Do you remember Five that? Here's the thing with Cloudy. Here's the thing with Cloudy. I'm looking at it now, and I'm thinking, okay, this is probably when it's really late at night. He's really tired, and he's like, you know what? 
the hell with it. I'm just going to do this. Go ahead. <laughs> yes. I, I do like section three when it says there's a hole in the cloud. There's no way of seeing it. Magic detects it three and six. Yeah. So basically, like since you're on a cloud and there's a hole, that means it's a death Would you pit that you can't see. Yeah. yeah. You better hope yeah. you've taken that potion well, of flying and like- drank it. I think this is where the guy who wrote it when he was that age, he was getting lazy here. Right. He <laughs> hit cloud. Look at the first two encounters. Yeah. Same as cloud A, area four. Yeah. yeah. Same as cloud D, area five. So more mana like, ah, I'm just filling it. Which so D means yeah. is the four mana cores, which bring twenty five knights. So you'll have fifty knights hunting you down. Cloud A mm. is the one where you find all the magic loot. In the hole. Yeah, area four. That was the magic yeah, loot one. Four, which is the hole in the cloud. Yes. Right. So now we have 50 knights hunting you down after cloud two, uh, cloudy section two. Then, then we got three, which is the hole you're not going to find unless you happen to detect it with magic, which you probably won't, which will probably fall in the hole and die. Unless you drink that potion of flying or you got a bunch of other potions of flying. Then, I don't get mm-hmm. that. Your a party of walking also just do 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 do. do. Nobody notices it. Wily Coyote. Maybe it's one if you don't look down. Once you start falling, you'll walk over it like Wily Coyote in a Roadrunner cartoon. That's a possibility. Right there, your party is dead. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So far in this adventure, I'll go with any sort of logic. Nothing surprises you now. No. No, not at all. But you know what? It's still better than Forest Oracle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's still better than Forest Oracle, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> At least this one's entertaining. Right. That it is. Forest Oracle, even that. Yep. Then we, right. Yeah. And our next one is Cloudy Room 4, where we get the tax collectors. Back up, back up. Oh, yes. Don't forget. The five knights that are there to collect revenue for the governor. Yeah, that, that's dem- that's yes, that, that. Yeah, that's oh, section okay, yeah. that's section four. The tax collectors, the five knights, they collect revenues, and they mm-hmm. all all they want is twenty gold. You give them twenty gold, they go away and they don't bother you. However, yeah. they will fight if you don't pay your taxes. Uh, they oh, personally carry twenty each, and one carries a bag with a thousand copper, two thousand silver, eight thousand electrum, two thousand gold, twelve gems, seven jewels, and a potion of healing. I can, like, like a, most of us during this time, we did not bother with encumbrance rules. Yeah, I was gonna say we just got like a twenty-seven strength to hold all this stuff. <laughs> that's, so that's a thousand copper. That's a hundred pounds. Two hundred, eight hundred, another two hundred. So a half a ton of. <laughs> Of, of coinage in one bag. Am, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> a little over half a ton. Right, right. Um, at this point, you'll want to yeah. use one of those wishes from the Ifrit just to be able to carry all your stuff. Because yeah. Yeah. a bag with all this. <laughs> yes, a single <laughs> bag with basically the weight of a Volkswagen. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yes. That's a great bag. You, you should keep it. It's probably. <laughs> um, and then we get into some special encounters as well. Yeah. And actually, these are, are I actually kind of like because it ties it in with the other giant series. Yeah. Because at this point, uh, you there's a small garrison of 20 troops. They're showing Baltar around. 
he's a frost giant from Jarl to check out. Yeah. His new ally, Baltar. Um, Baltar's bag has a hundred to a thousand of all coins, one d four gems and jewels, all used as gifts, and miscellany, and three rocks which he could, yeah, yeah miscellaneous, and then he could has three rocks which he hurls to do two to twenty hit points of damage, and each troop has ten gold. So mm-hmm. you've got another uh, two hundred gold, not to mention all the other coins and giant boulders. Thrown by a frost. And here's the thing I was trying to figure out. Are these troops just human troops? I'm thinking so. That's what I'm thinking. So they're like mercenaries or something. That's what I'm thinking too. It's like they're not frost giant troops. They're just yeah. humans. Right, yeah, because it's just if you look at them. Why the frost giants are using humans as troops? Who the hell knows? Why? <laughs> There's a problem with the portal maybe <laughs> to get there. They can only fit one giant through. And the rest was human. I don't know. I, I was kind of thinking like maybe they're like mercenaries or something. Yeah, like that. that's what I'm th- thinking too. Because the next encounter is another twenty troops, but they're escorting a stone giant around, Zarkov. Yes, and he's another emissary, but from the Jotuns, where many other stone giants have gotten together in alliance, which pledges allegiance with Wolf. Zarkov's bag. I pledge allegiance to Wolf. Yes. And Zarkov has an identical bag to uh, Baltar's, and then the troops are the same. So basically, it's the identical encounter, just swap frost for stone. Yeah, this is where, as I know, I did the same thing, too, when I was about that age. I'm like, this is getting too hard to write. I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to copy stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's there's a lot you of know. palette swaps. Yeah. Yes, and then there's just some notes but on the palace. We've got Ballista. There's a lot of Ballista in this module as well. Mm-hmm. Um, troop encampments consist of like, man, 10 men. Catapults. Catapults. Visibility of 30 feet. It's specified. Then we get our random encounter charts. Which which isn't so bad. The first one's not so bad. No, no. It's 2 and 8. So 25% of the time you're going to encounter either some 1D4 cloud giants, 2 to 8 Garuds, because guards are spelled G-A-U-R-D-S, and two to or two to five knights. So maybe that's a new uh, monster, the Garud. The Garud, yes. There's quite a few Garuds in this, so just be wary. Yes, there are Garuds. Yes, very uh, nasty. Yes, just and, like the gazebo. Yes, the very gazebo. nasty creature. Yes, it is. Uh, and then, I would probably throw in a gazebo in there just for the hell of it. Right. It would make sense. I, I, as much as everything else, it makes fun. sense. From here, though, we're... Just for you. <laughs> 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 Thank you. Thank you. And now we're at the Governor Ar- Army's Palace. Yes, the Governor Army's. Palace. There's an entry hall. He's French. Army. 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 The walls are painted with scenes on everyday cloud giants, so I'm going to speak like a French person. Oh, stop it. Okay. In the corner is a statue of Rahl, the king of Sri Lanka. <laughs> Sri Lanka again. I don't know. He is the leader of Armee himself because Armee is the governor of this provincial district. The statue wears a necklace worth 1,000 gold pieces. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. You have another encounter after that. Chamber of Collins with patrol five knights. Um, they will viciously attack anyone. If very quiet, there's a 50% chance to hide between the columns when they approach. 
They can be attacked at plus three to hit and for damage. Each has 20 gold. So I, I guess if you hide between the columns, you're a plus three to hit and damage. Yep. So if you do the looting After there, there's a barracks. Yes. So there's a barracks. After that, four cloud giants. They each have three spears, which do quite a bit of damage. Um, two to 16. And four boulders that do two to 24. Uh, three chests in the room. The first is trapped with sleeping gas, save at minus two. Or and paralyzing gas, save at minus three. So it has sleeping and paralyzing gas in it. Yep. First, check sleep gas, and if it affects, and if it affects, no check is made for the paralyzation gas. Each lasts for two to seven turns. Now, okay, now we got a duration on something. Finally. Yeah. Yes, the second has fifteen poison darts. Each person within six will be hit two to five darts. They will take full hit points of damage per hit plus a saving throw. <clears throat> Excuse me. Must be made at uh, minus must two. Must be made at minus two for each dart that hits. But There's it no doesn't explain the poison at all. Yeah, we don't know what the poison does. <laughs> so. so make your own. Probably it's save versus death. Make your own. Save or die. Yeah. And considering the number of darts you're hit with, I mean, yeah. Yeah. There's no treasure here. Then there's the third one. So the poison yeah. dart one was guarding gold, nothing. Four gems worth the, the poison yeah, dart chest was that's guarding why nothing. I like it. Yes. <laughs> that's why it's so awesome. <laughs> because I would do that to my players. <laughs> yeah. Even today. Yes. <laughs> Open up the empty chest, but they're getting. They're getting pelted with darts. And the other chest, which has all the freaking treasure in it, is not guarded. Nope, not at all. That's, that's the head scratcher. Yes. They're like, oh? What? So if you open chest three first Chris and just leave. And Joe died because of that? Yes. <laughs> so, um, so the third one had 4,000 gold pieces, four gems worth 100 gold pieces each, and a jewel worth 5,000 gold. Um. And uh, the fourth one is about the same. Guard room for cloud giants in there. Boulders. They also have brought ballistas from room 10 and 11. And each ballista has... Yeah, and each ballista has six shots. So they'll be firing ballistas at you in a room. Yeah. And then... Things about go the same treasure too. Yeah, well, though this has potions and scrolls determined randomly. Um, the ballistas are actually men by two men, and then if things go badly, they mm-hmm. summon in more giants from another room. Yeah. Uh, then they uh, there's five thousand gold, six hundred platinum, and three potions and one scroll determined randomly on the tables in the DM's guide. Then there says it will be there, there will, will be, be n- no delusion, no or, delusion tre- or treasure finding. What? How do you think delusion or treasure finding potions? Is that what he meant? I guess. Or if you take it literally. And this is, again, yeah, I think that's what he meant. There's no delusion or treasure finding potions. (laughs) I mean, we already know that the adventures are deluded. Yeah. But then we get the room. We are finding treasure. Yes. Then room five Five. is the same as room four. We're getting. In every way, but there's contact poison on a treasure. Yes. Yeah, so all so the, again getting lazy. So contact poison <laughs> on five thousand gold. Does each coin have contact mm. poison? 
So as you go to spend them, the, you hand it off to, if you're wearing gloves, you hand it to the poor merchant. He croaks over dead. You steal stuff. Yes. Yeah. It's a good way. Yeah. Keep your stuff from being stolen. Right. Uh, then we go to room six. Another guard room. My- yes. A Garud room. A Garud room. This has six giant Garuds. <laughs> it says Garud. They will always attack it's non-giant giant creatures. They will attack good giants such as storm giants and 50% of other cloud giants. So other cloud giants that would normally be just wandering this area, they will attack just because. Even if they should be there. It, it doesn't say what type That's of giant. these are great guards. Yes, and it doesn't say what type of giants these are either. And this has two chests. The first is trapped with poison and fear gas. The fear gas will cause the party to run at top speed for two to seven turns, which you are on cloud. So if you run really fast and out on out of the palace into the clouds, you could run off a cloud. (laughs) (laughs) They will go anywhere away from the palace, which there that means you're running onto the clouds. There is nothing of value Mm -hmm. here. Then the second is trapped with hopelessness gas. If the gas, the gas will affect anyone. If anyone, if it affects anyone, affected will notice on the wall in common a sign that says surrender. They will ring it. They will ring the sign. I'm assuming it's also it has a bell. And await for six troops from eight who will arrest them and throw. <laughs> there are twelve, twelve thousand gold in the chest. Um, 12, 12,000 gold in the chest. I'm assuming those are gems, maybe 12 mm. gems, 12 jewelry, maybe again, this is might've been like, maybe he meant there was just 12,000 gold in the chest. And maybe he just wrote 12, 12,000 gold or, or is it 12, 12,000 gold? But yes, you can determine on your own what that is. And then, uh, yeah. room, room seven is the same as six. Because again, it's, that's because that's what it says. Yeah, is the same as above. Right. <laughs> Friday night, writing down. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, yep. yep. Friday night, writing it down. I'm so tired. I, I we're would, playing this tomorrow. <laughs> I wish remember, we were keeping a running tally of all the gold and coinage gold they accumulated. Because oh my god, oh my god, we no matter what. Yes, we so. Well, <laughs> I would. I, I would say probably coinage right now is oh, wait. probably a, what? We're 12, so that means we're going to go up 20 levels in one sec. Right. Yes, yes, there is no one level cap here. You could go from level 5 yes. to 20 in one session under these oh, rules. That's right. Sure, Xandar is finally going to level up. Right. <laughs> yes, you'll just skip. You'll go from level 1 to godhood. <laughs> uh, yes. Then we go into room 8. that's how we did it. Yes, yes it is. Room 8 is where, if they sounded the alarm, where the backups came, four cloud giants. There will also be four human guards this time, not garudes. Hey, it's, yeah, it's spelled right this time. The humans will fire ballistas at you. 12 shots. 12 shots. First, uh, each does 2 to 16 hit points. Then the, then the giants will swing at any survivors while the humans go into room 10 for more, four more shots. So they go to reload. Each giant yep. has uh, 250 gold pieces, and the humans have 10. There's no other treasure. Room 9 is the same as room 8. Yes, same as 8 above. Yep. <laughs> room 10 is the storage room. I'm it's- telling you, this is like, you 
know, it's two o'clock in the morning. Friday night is like, I am so writing. This is I'm cutting corners. We're playing this tomorrow. It's still going to be the best adventure ever. <laughs> right. Uh, then room 10 is the storage room. It's littered with all kinds of things. There are numerous crates of food stuff and supplies here. And then there's another ballista and 40 shots. 44 if the humans did not get any. And there's also 8,000 gold. So now your party has a, a, a ballista to take with them. Mm-hmm. Not to mention the if other. If they haven't taken any others, if they slayed the other guys. So your party is outfitted with these ballistas. You have four Shidu, an e- Adesian, and possibly an Ifrit. A bunch of wishes. Dude, that, you know that if that Dijin's in our party, he is carrying a ballista and he is using that thing like a crossbow. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. And I am mounting ballistas on the back of Shidu right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> using them as like mobile, t- mobile armor personnel carriers. Yes. You're riding the back of a Shidu sporting a ballista on its shoulder. Hell yeah. <laughs> yes. Because that's how we roll. Right. And you'll need them because then you go into the barracks in a guard room. 24 guards are here. Each are armed with heavy crossbows and 30 bolts. They are fire five firing at anyone that break into the palace. Fire at plus two and enemy fire at minus four. There are also Actually, it says they fire eight. Oh, yes. They fire eight is an A-T-E. Eight. So... Yes. Yeah, so they eight fire? I guess it, they eat fire. At I love plus all two. the typos. Fun. Yes. The typos are great. Yes, they are. And that, there are also several beds, tables, and chairs scattered throughout the room. They will fight to the death. Another 2,500 gold pieces locked in a trunk for the party fund. There is also four gems worth 5,000 gold each. One jewel worth 1,000 gold. And each person carries 10 gold. And then. Okay, hold on a second. Hold on a second. So there's 2,500 gold pieces locked in a trunk for the for the party fund. Yeah. Now, yes. How do they know that? Is there a note? <laughs> it probably, this is for the party fund. <laughs> yes, probably so. It's probably like the tip jar. It says party fund. It has a little slot on yeah. top of the chest. They put their extra coinage in <laughs> because they're going to have a really good party for 2,500 gold. Okay. Uh, and then room 13 is the same as above because they got two party rooms here. Two party rooms. And then, yes, this is 13, same as above. Yep. <laughs> and then room 14 is the same as 8, but the humans will not go and get more shots. So you get more ballistas because this writer yeah. loved ballistas. Ballistas in rooms, not guarding walls, in rooms. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. And then room 15 That's right. is the same as room 14, which is the same as room 8. Yeah. <laughs> lots and lots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. And now you're getting to the point where it's like, okay, now my next encounter is the one I actually really want to do. Yes. <laughs> this, this is the one I am actually going to plan out. <laughs> right, because this one the actually has chamber. This one has lots of words. Because this lieutenant is yes. also the accountant. Because as you walk in, he is balancing the budget to see how much Army's can afford to pay his troops. 
I think he had plenty of cash. I think, well, considering the party fund, he pays his troops well. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. If the room is entered, he will grab his sword to see who it is. If it's not one of the soldiers, he will attack and try to kill the invaders. If losing badly, he will read a special scroll that will summon a type 3 demon. Because why not? <laughs> why not? <laughs> so cloud giants can read off of scrolls and summon type 3 demons. Yes. You know okay. This would be an awesome actual play podcast to run this. <laughs> yes, we need to run this as oh an actual Oh my god, yes. Yes, we need <laughs> yes, to do this. And here's the thing. You have to dig through your old files of your old character to bring the most biggest badass one you got right and see how far you get you all you have to do is scan it to show that it, that's what you handwritten down on your notebook paper we don't want nothing typed we want the original scanned brokenness uh, oh hell yes yes it's major abilities for this type one demon is darkness radius 10 fear pyrotechnics polymorph self or gate and a type one to three demon with a 30% chance of success. So you can have two type three demons. Possibly, yes. Yes, yeah, so the demon fights, he will take a key, open a vault in the floor, and take out a giant battle axe of plus three damage. That he does normal damage with plus three. So he is so epic. <laughs> yes, the so demon epic. reaches in, pulls a battle axe out of the floor, and starts hacking at you. Oh, yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> He will lock the vault That's again. That's where the party's like, oh, no! Yes. Run! And then he will, but oh, he will take the time. Yes, there is. Because he'll then lock the though. Oh, He's locking the vault and putting the key in his pocket. Because the demon has a pocket! Yeah. I, I just, that pants. just dawned on me. Yes. He's wearing pants. Okay, <laughs> the so. demons wear, yeah, have a dress. Now I gotta look up type 3 demons and how do they look and would they even have pockets maybe he's got a nice <laughs> pair of coveralls <laughs> because he Insane. has to lock this because oh, yeah. that vault well the lieutenant wears chain and a pendant worth 3000 gold the key is okay gold. hold on now okay now that type 3 demon so everybody I want to refresh everybody's memory right there hold on right there and he's got pants. He does have pants. <laughs> he's he's got, got pants. He's got pants. So he's, he's got pockets. He's got pockets. So you have to put pants on your demons. But the idea that that tight three demon with a battle axe coming after the party, that's priceless. Yes. The fact that, no, he appears and the first thing he does is open a hole in the floor with a key. After he's been summoned. He's not attacking you after he's summoned. He's pulling a key out of his pocket and opening a hole in the floor, opening a door in the floor. At that point, your party should be really scared. And then he pulls out a giant axe. That's right. <laughs> now, this is where the you thought the, the, the treasure was getting ludicrous before. Now it's just like now you're just throwing money at him. Right. There's a reason <laughs> the like type the lottery yeah there's a reason the demon had the locket it's very important because you see once you get the key from the demon uh the key is gold with a platinum inway and worth five thousand gold the key is worth five thousand gold and that's nothing compared to the rest there you got ten thousand copper in this vault you got sixty thousand electrum ten thousand gold sixty thousand electrum 
let that sink in. Yes. 60,000, not 6,000, not 600, 60,000. Yeah, that's uh, that's Nick's salary for a year. Oh, hell, I would take that even in real world. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> But that's not all. No, there's 12 gems worth one to 4,000 gold each, three potions of healing, and one other magic item. It's, there's also, uh, the other magic item is a sword plus two giant slayer and a scabbard worth 1,000 gold. A little wink and a nod to Gary Gygax because, you know, when you're going through a module where you need to slay giants, what are you going to have in the treasure? Something that's going to slay giants. But you're slaying <laughs> giants in style with that scabbard. A thousand gold oh, hell yeah. scabbard? That's bling. Oh, yeah. So you got so That's so, D&D bling, my friend. Right. So now you can wear a 5,000 gold piece worth key around your neck with a thousand gold piece scabbard while slaying giants. So you're all pimped out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Going into the dungeon. And going into the next room, you'll need that giant slaying sword because it has five cloud giants that are off duty. They're tired, so they're sleepy because they just, they're off duty. So they're minus two to attack for three rounds. If losing badly, they'll call for help from room 18, which is the same as rooms you're currently in. As the above. Right. Same as above. <laughs> yes. Those giants will arrive in six rounds. Even though they're right next to each other, it takes them six rounds to get there. They're tired. Because they're tired. <laughs> They've been partying. You know that party party fun? Right. They had the, they dipped into it earlier. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then they'll but they'll be at full strength when they show up. Then there's six thousand uh, three thousand silver, three thousand golds in a large sack. In addition, each giant is carrying two thousand gold pieces and a gem worth a uh, hundred to a thousand gold each. So mm-hmm. On the giants, they have giant pouches as well with full of gold. And then, so room 18, they run in with their gold, which, which is the same as the room we were just in. And then we go to the level two of the palace. Yeah, this is my favorite level. Yes. Because this is where we will eventually see the Cloud Giant Air Force. Yes! Because the- you have... Then <laughs> this is... This is like... Yeah. This is the coolest part of the whole adventure. So get to level two. There's an entry hall, four cloud giant guards, and eight humans. I'm assuming they're guards. Maybe. Possibly. It doesn't say. (laughs) They're just humans. I mean, they got AC4. They got AC4, so they got some decent armor. 1d8 damage. So So I'm I'm assuming they're guards. Or maybe Garouts. Giants, they got rocks and spears. No, it's spell guards. Yeah. Yeah, I no, no, gar- yeah, guards, spell guards, spell correctly. Yeah, no, the, the cloud giants are garudes, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, they uh, each of the giant sacks is a three thousand silver and of gold, and humans carry ten gold pieces each. Now, this is where you go to well, area two, and this is the Air Force crew barracks. There's seventy humans here. Okay, so this explains uh, why I humans guess- are around. This, they're the yes. Air Force. They're they're your pilots for the Cloud Giant Air Force. Uh, they'll be sleeping and the doors unlocked. Uh, they all attack if the doors forced open. Each carries ten gold and, and is a parapet which they launch from. 
So, and then Area 3 is like the above, but only 30 troops. Okay, let's just sink in um, for a minute, though. There's the troops there. Yeah, They're the Air there's Force. There's 100 human troops. Right. They have a parapet they launch from. At no point does it say they have gliders or anything. They're just launching humans that from a parapet. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, that's how it sounds right now. That's how it sounds right now. <laughs> when I first read through this, I'm like, are they just that launching? Didn't work. <laughs> this sounds like something goblins would do. Well, <laughs> you know, maybe they were going with the Warner Brothers way of flying. You flap your arms real f- hard and and fast and maybe you'll fly. Yeah, possibly. Um, so you got Area 3, 30 more troops. Then 4 is the storage room where the flying equipment is kept. There are 15 flying carpets. T- uh, now, you got everybody. Listen to this. This is where it gets. This is way over the top now. 15 flying carpets, 10 carpets of welcome, five rings of flying, 10 wings of flying, and 10 scrolls of flying that have a duration of 10 turns each. And those are non-combat turns. So that, is that right? One turn is an hour? Uh, I thought one turn was 10 minutes. One turn is 10 minutes. Uh, 10 minutes. So 100 minutes. Uh, the reason for all the flying equipment is that at times the castle is attacked from the air and the force takes care of the threat. Also in the room is 5,000 gold pieces. This, like, as an afterthought, there are 5,000 gold. It's probably so, changing the couch at this point. <laughs> 5,000. So, you know, by, the, by this point, if if it were me and I know the rest, uh, any other party, if you got to this point and you find all these magic items used as just for flying – this is where I take everything and then leave. <laughs> yes. It's like, I don't need to do anymore. I just hit the mother load. <laughs> but like, here's, the, here's the thing. If you find this in the middle of the adventure, just imagine what's later in the adventure. True. True. So you got the uh, equipment for the air force. Then the next room, human guards at the door, they'll ask what business the party has. If it is something positive sounding, that's kind of ambiguous. The door will be opened and the party will be introduced by the guards and the door will close. If not, they will be attacked and possibly killed. No, really? Because <laughs> it's combat. Yeah. He scares 10 gold pieces. I'm like, do you have to write that down? Yes. <laughs> possibly killed. Wait a minute. Okay, possibly killed. You got to this point and it's just four level one guards probably wearing banded mail. Yes. If you've gotten this far, the odds of you dying by these schmucks is really, really low. <laughs> or you've been beaten down so much by all the type three demons and everything else. They do kill you. Oh, that would be all the irony. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Now it makes sense. I love it. Okay. Yes. That's even better. Cause that's humiliating death. Yes. <laughs> So they got a, another small barracks, four human guards in there sleeping. It's an area six. They are the ones who relieve the guards in room number five. They got 4,000 silver, 3,000 gold. Also four gems from 100. <laughs> this is mu- obviously a typo when he wrote it. This is where it's like you're 
you're you're in a braid addled stupor. Also, there are four gems worth from 100 to 100 gold pieces each. Yeah. <laughs> They're each... all <laughs> like, what? Yeah. And then each human, everyone carries 10 gold on them. Is it some sort of requirement you must carry 10 gold? Maybe it's for the tax collectors. If you get caught by the tax Why collectors, not? you need to pay your gold. Then you have Area 7, the secret police, also known as knights. He'll burst out if the governor is attacked and try to save him. No one expects the Spanish Inquisition. There are also 25 bets from other knights out guarding the governor. And now I'm thinking the governor. I'm thinking the governor from Walking Dead. Yeah, Yeah, I've been thinking. Because if I were running it, yeah, the guy would have an eye patch. He talks like this. Yeah. We're on Broadway. Yes. <sighs> uh, anyway, each knight is carrying 50 gold pieces, only 50. Yeah. Uh, also in the room are 5,000 copper, 4,000 silver, 3,000 electrum, 2,000 gold, 1,000 platinum, four gems worth 1,000 gold pieces each. Well, Area they haven't two taxes yet, so that's why they only have a minimum yeah. amount of gold. Right. Area 8, same as above. Moving on. (laughs) Area 7 is the king's grand chamber. With the king are the following guards. 20 cloud giants. They will not throw rocks, but will instead melee with the intruders. 32 knights, who will also melee. But the first will toss a spear. Also, here's the governor himself, Arme, who is, if I may say, he's pretty badass. Yeah. Dex 15, AC minus 4, 12 plus 7 hit dice. 102 hit points. Uh, does 7 yeah. to 32 damage. Yep. And he's got a battle axe plus 3. He's got a plus 3 spear. Um, it- it's actually kind of, this encounter is pretty good because there's a little bit of tactics given. If attacked, the guards will um, close in on the intruders and attempt to kill them while the governor's gotten to safety in room eight. Okay, cool. There's almost no one left. A bribe of 25,000 gold pieces will be made. If accepted, the intruders will be promised free passage. Promise free passage. When they get outside, though, half of all the troops encircling the palace will attack to the finish. Each giant has 1,000 gold. Each knight, 50 gold. King carries 5,000 gold pieces. Just he can carry 500, you know, well, he's a giant. Whereas a crown worth 15,000 gold, a scepter worth 10,000, and a belt and cloak worth together 20,000 gold. Okay, so, yeah. now, so now you can be, you have your 5,000 gold key around your neck. You got your 1,000 gold scabbard, and now you have a 20,000 gold cloak and belt you're wearing. Bling, 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 bling. Mm-hmm. Scepter and crown too. Yep. And then but I love how they're they're gonna they're gonna think that they can bribe the party with twenty five thousand gold at this point. Right. <laughs> well, if you're almost death and they're offering to give you, if say you're getting mauled because that's a lot of giants and humans, so you got like mm-hmm. fifty two different enemies in this room, not counting the king. So this combat will be epic. At least it should be. Um, yes. Not will. to mention there's also yeah. a fourth level magic user. 
There's also an yes. envoy from Shri- There's two fourth level. There's two fourth level magic users. Yes. There's an envoy from Sri Lanka. That's a cloud giant. <laughs> he has a plus two sword uh-huh. and his three co- consorts are human. They wear plate mail and carry plus one swords and each carries a thousand gold. There's also an army from Lolth. Ten ogres. They have three human slaves that do not attack. The first carry two carpets of welcome, and so does the second. The third carries a golden chest worth 8,000 gold that contains 5,000 platinum. That was a gift from the giants. Each ogre has 100 gold. And there's also a hole that that leads through T-H-R-E-W, the cloud where people are publicly executed. Yeah, so basically, yeah, so it basically also has the Mister Burns hole to throw you to your death. So you fall through the hole, and that's where you get publicly executed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I thought it was interesting that Loth is like so desperate for emissaries that she had to send ogres. Right. I guess everybody else is busy, so she sent you know the B team, if not the C team. Right. You know? And they have three human slaves, so I'm assuming the slaves are carrying the 8,000 gold chest with the 5,000 platinum and the two carpets. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Um, And then we get to level... You may bring five or six slaves of the strongest kite, one or two of the weaker ones, just for amusement. Right. Uh, So at this point... Your players should be open, be able to open a really good rug shop with all the rugs <laughs> you have. <laughs> yes, with very beautiful area rugs from many all over the world. Right. So they have a new side business after this adventure, and now we're we go to level three, but has level three, level three of the palace that contains five knights. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll fight to the death. They they fight because they fear army more army more than anything else. They carry two hundred gold. Okay, whatever. Then next is army's personal chamber. Well, that's because they're fighting to the death because they are paid better. Right, <laughs> exactly. And then we go to army's personal chamber. Huge bed, chairs, table. There's a, a heaps of worthless uh, fire. Um, furs, furs. Spelled F I R S that litter the room. They the total value of everything in the room is fifty thousand gold. There are also eight potions and three other magical items. So if your party somehow has a way to take a bet a nice uh bedroom set, they can be worth fifty thousand gold. I just find it funny that it's the sentence says there are heaps of worthless furs that litter the room, and the next one is the total value of everything in the room is fifty thousand gold. Right. So the worthless furs, in addition to all, the, in addition to all the bedroom set, are worth fifty thousand. You have to sell it as Which a bundle. You on. can't separate it. You have to sell it as a bundle. Oh, okay. The bundle deal. Right. It's a bundle. It's a bundle deal. deal. You have to take the furs with the bedroom okay. set, and then you get more random magic items because why not? And um, mm-hmm. and just in case you were wondering, you haven't hit the treasure room yet, because the next room is the actual treasure Which room. Which is next. Yes. The reason yes. it's here is because Arme does not trust anyone but himself. The contents are 50,000 copper and 50,000 <laughs> silver, 45,000 electrum, 70,000 gold, 12,000 platinum, 25 gems worth 1,000 
worth 100 to 1,000. 10 jewels worth 2,000 to 5,000 each. Eight potions, six scrolls, and three other magic items. One is a sword. Because you need more magic weapons. So at this point... Why not? Right. Because, you know, the, the, the massive amount of flying magic items that you already got just is not enough. Right. Oh, no. Yes. I should actually, in addition to compiling just how much gold value you get, this is Boo. Say hi, Boo. Meow. Um, hi, Boo. <laughs> uh, in addition to all of the gold, I need to figure out the experience points you gain from all the magic items as well. Oh, my God, yeah. If you could get a level one character, say you were a level one character tagging along with your friend's broken characters, and they decide to give you all the experience from just all the loot. How high of a level could you reach from this adventure? Oh, jeez. Well, I would assume that you wouldn't have first-level characters go through this adventure, but say if you had a first-level nobody with the rest of the party. Yeah. Say you had the the little sister tag along or the little brother tag along. Yeah. And and because you know in this game – Little Petey. Right. First time player, you know, the DM running this would not let them start at a higher level. They would have to start at level one and everyone else is like level 56. Mm. <laughs> I don't know about that. High, but OK. Yeah. Um, but now mm, things get interesting because this is where we go underground and this is where we get the really fun random monster chart. First. Yes. Oh. Yes. So underground level one. OK, hold on a second, though. If it's underground, but it's in the clouds, which one is it? Over, over, over level, maybe it is. I don't know. Right. I don't know. I'm just, I just trying to figure that out. It's like uh, underground, but I thought this was in the clouds. Maybe the clouds were resting on a mountain peak. Oh. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So you have underground. I guess we should put underground in quotes there. So level one is a guard room, 12 human guards attempt to take all intruders prisoner and out them in one of the cells. If possible, they have 10 gold pieces. Um, I guess room two just has 60,000 electron pieces just laying everywhere. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Why, Why not? not? <laughs> you jump into it with a pile of electron pieces. Like you dive into it. Woo. Um, <laughs> Three is a hallway that leads to the cells. The key to all the cells sits near the entry door to this hallway. Not guarded. Area four. Just eight there. human guards. Are caught. Yeah, not guarded. Eight human guards that are caught stealing and killing a cloud giant. So I guess these are the cells now. I guess five is cell is three elven skeletons. Why would Six you, is an empty cell. Why would you open cell five if you can see why it? Why did they and why are the elf skeletons Ooh, there? Because experience points. But the elf, <laughs> but there are skeletons elsewhere. Why are these captured? Why are why are the poor elf skeletons singled out? Because they're elven skeletons and they're bad. <laughs> and then there's um, what? Yep, six is an empty. Six empty cell and areas. Seven is a type one demon who has been drugged to him from teleporting. But huh? Huh? Oh, I guess he teleported there? 
I guess he's been drugged and he tell he teleported here. I when I first read, it, I'm like, huh. Then I, then I thought maybe he was drugged and he was he's been drugged so he can't teleport away. Ah, drugged from so tele- okay. I see. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Where do you think he was drugged from teleporting? I know. Just pulled away from teleporting. It sounds like. I don't know. Um, I, I, it's, uh, to me, it sounded like what he was trying to say is, okay, it's type one demon, like gated in, they, they drugged him somehow and then they put him in this room and they keep them drugged. So he can't teleport away. Yeah. Maybe. Possibly. <laughs> um, here we go. Loth going with the C team again. Area eight is eight ogres sent from Loth. Army got so mad. He had them locked up. They will help all rescuers. So now your party grows. Four <laughs> Shidu, one, one G, the Jin, and eight ogres. Not to mention a possible Efreed. So at this point, yeah, you have a lot of people. I think what happened is, is like, like I said, Lolth sending eight ogres. He's like, that's the best you can do. And he just like threw them in the dungeon. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, and then nine is a uh, nine is a cloud, cloud, is a cloud giant. Yep, punished for insubordination. He will not help you, but it doesn't say you'll yeah, attack you. Not anyone. He, this is the, this is the cloud giant that took his ball and went home in the corner because he got in trouble for doing something he shouldn't have. Yeah, right. Uh, ten is four merchants are being readied for dinner. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Like spice over them, or like you know, I, dipping I, them in stuff. Maybe yeah. they're being basted on a rotisserie, or per, perhaps they're sitting in a like tied up in a nice marinade. Sitting in a vat of some sort of like marinade. <laughs> yeah, they cannot give rewards. Really, <laughs> right. that could be taken anyways. Yeah, uh, area eleven is a night to be used for spear practice at a later date. They're using their own troops of spear practice. Yeah. No wonder. These guys are so badass. Yes. <laughs> he got the worst job. He's like, okay, you're spearman, 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 spearman. You target for spear practice. Moving on. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> right. You scored lowest. It's like the, the old, it's like so Wait, so obviously 12 is an empty cell, but 13 is a gnome who's very noble, yes. and he will send rescuers, rescuers 10,000 gold, 20 bolts of plus two, and a potion of extra healing. Does he mail it to them via pigeon? Or? I think so. I think he has it delivered. He gets their address, um, and we'll have it mailed to you in seven to eight weeks. Seriously, I promise. You just saved me. I yeah. promise to send you 10,000 gold. I promise. I'm good for it. I'm noble. Look at me. I'm a gnome. Yes. No, not just noble. Very noble. Yes, very <laughs> noble. It says it right here on my certificate. A very couple more empty cells. Yeah. Certificate authenticity. <laughs> yeah. Um, so a couple more cells and this building has part of the transportation here. There are six lackeys. If, it's if attacked, they will run away only to warn the intruders to see who comes roll for using the palace table. There, there are, this is where it gets even more interesting. There are 35 hippogriffs. 
and 35 griffins here in the stalls. There, what are, what are the I think he meant quite tame. It says quite tame. What, what are the lackeys, though? Is there What's like, that? Is there a monster called Lackey? I don't remember seeing one. Well, they don't attack, fight at all. Yeah, so they're just, they just run. Those are like the, they're like the Garuts. <laughs> yes, they're, 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 they're a lower level. You go from Lackey to Garud. Ah, okay. Oh, a lackey's lower than Garud? Okay. Yeah, because the Garuts have sword. Lackeys don't. Mm. Lackeys are cannon okay. fodder. And they're... Also, in this room, there are 30 gold pieces on a shelf, just because. Right. Now... Oh, we forgot to Matt. mention the hippogriffin and griffins are tame, so they'll allow anyone to ride them. So now your entire group mm -hmm. is riding griffins and hippogriffs. And you also have the carpets of flying, the wings of flying. I'm imagining you're riding the, a hippogriff yeah. on a carpet of flying because why not? And actually, with a ballista on its back. Yeah, with a ballista. We got the counter table, which is the last thing finally in this module after a bunch of. Yes. Some great. Uh, Read it off, Vince. Oh, come on. Aerial Servant, Demon 1, Demon 2, Demon 3. De Devil Horn, Dragon, Blue, Black, Green, Gold, and Silver, Red, Air, uh, Air Elemental, Cloud Giant, Storm Giant, Griffin, Hippogriff, Kirin? Is that how pronounced? Kirin. Kyrin. 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 Pseudo Dragon, Pegasus, Brock, and Chudu. Chudu. Uh, uh, do you yeah, want there's... <laughs> and you roll this every yeah. two turns. There's a 1 in 10 chance of rolling on this table. So every 20 minutes, one of these things can pop up. You know what I, I like next on this thing is the maps. Yes. Oh, yeah. I love the maps. It's hand-drawn. It's really aged. But I like the first map on the, I would say, the top right. Was there an extra piece to the cloud that he erased? I think so. so. Yeah, it looks like it. Yes. I think so. I just noticed that. I'll be damned. Yes, it kind of looks like there was something else there, but it looks like the guy went, ah, screw it, and he erased it. <laughs> right. And it yeah, you're right. And it also gives you a direction to the kingdom of Sri Lanka on that, that map. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Sri Lanka, this the way. Kingdom of Sri Lanka. Uh, wait, a, wait a minute. Maybe it's the... No, I thought it was the next room, but no, it looks like he actually... Yeah, it looks like another room that he actually deleted. If you... I can zoom yeah. in on it. And if you zoom in on it, I'll show it up on the screen. It's kind of hard to see maybe, but. Yeah, I'm getting his white there. Well, yeah, when you okay. zoom in, you can see it. There's a bunch of X's, and it's yeah. like a cloud. There's like a little cloud around it. Yeah. So it was you... an extra room here. Deleted. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And it actually, if you go. Maybe and... he was like, running along, like saying, ah, no, that's too silly. Right. <laughs> common, yeah. common sense kicked in. And if you look, all of those X's, oh, let's see here. Let me see what those were. Uh, those were troop encampments. Ah. Each consisted Maybe of 10 men. Maybe he was men. making a cloud of a large encampment. Right. They each consist of 10 men and five men are armed with light crossbows. So every one of those X's is a group of 10 men, five with crossbows shooting at you. Ooh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirty, fourteen, fifty, sixty, seventy, eight, nine. I count about twenty. Uh, about thirty. Yeah, that's <laughs> 30 about of those right. Little X's. Yep, that's about right. Yeah. On the third. So thirty times five. 
150 crossbows shooting at you? Yeah. Why did he leave that out? Well, if you look I mean, at the palace, come on. It, I think he was that was just too over the top. Apparently, but if you look at it all the on the map, all those little bot X's are that that encampment of ten men, all around mm-hmm. the palace. It's kind of glossed over when you're going through the adventure, but when you look at the map, every one of those is an encampment of a ton of men with crossbows. Yep. I'd like mm-hmm. to point out also on map three, the same thing is done almost. There's a, it looks like in the prison map, there was a cloud drawn there, erased. <laughs> and then in the prison, the personal quarters, level three, there was a couple secret rooms that he erased and moved somewhere else. Yeah. Yep. And there's little notes in pencil, like 50 and 500 in the top, well, left, if you're looking at it straight up and down. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. Very faint. Five and five hundred. That's fifty and five hundred. Whatever that means. That's part of the charm of this module is the the hand drawn maps. Yes. Yeah. Scan right in. Then you have a bunch of homemade like uh, adventure logs. It's pretty neat. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And they're sheets. all actually fillable in the PDF too. They were actually made into forms. So. Oh, are they? Yeah. Oh, I'll be damned. You're right. Look on it, and you can fill those in. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm right. Weapon matrix, spell inventory. Yeah. So you could just steal these Save and print them off for any adventure. Saving throw, turn, leaving notes. goes on and yeah. on. And then you finally get, you know, the ad in the back of the Usherwood Adventures, and we're done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do we say about so. this? <laughs> uh, um, as God, I don't... Is this a pay what you want? Or it's free. free. Or what? It's this is free. This their entire series of middle school products are just free, so you can just download this. They oh, have seven. other they have other adventures that are pay, but the, the high adventure for middle school they're all free. They also have one that plays off the B series and goes it spans off B two that you can oh, download as well. Cool. So I didn't get to see that yet. Right. So there's a. If yeah, they're on uh, Drive Through RPG. I just search, I just searched for like OSR and sorted by free, and I found this. I'm like, this seems glorious. We must talk about this because this is how most people, if they started gaming as a teen with other teens, this is how you played, and it, it mm-hmm. harkens back to that olden day. And it, I think, it would make for a, a great little convention game. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah it would. Yeah, this, yeah. this is something that, yeah, you definitely want to run as a one-shot because your party will never be the same afterwards. <laughs> Just Yeah, you know, I would even think of, like, at a convention, you would run this, like, um, as a two-parter. Yeah. You conceivably could do that, you know, so the people could play oh. in the first half and then the second half. and Because it is still kind of big. Right. There's a so, lot. So there's still a lot of stuff in Especially there. Especially some of the combats. Oh. Let's go with our ratings. Yeah. Nick, what do you rate out of shields? Oh, boy. Gosh. Hmm. I'm trying to... Uh, I'm going to be fair. Get back to me. <laughs> what about you? Oh, this is hard. It's like... Because this is such a novelty item. Because 
if we were to judge it upon current modules and being all serious, it would be in that like one. Uh, but you guys are having trouble. <laughs> yeah, but once you get in one, but if you take it for what it is, and it's meant to be tongue in cheek, and with all the typos and all the other issues. I would give it in that three to four range as like a novelty gag gift. That's the way to look at it. Um, because it's going to be fun to go through like once or twice, but I, it's not going to be, I'm, I'm not sure the replay value after you went through it once or twice and experienced all the absurdity of it. Um, the PDF is put together real nice. The layout's actually really good. And, like, all the editing and typos, those are from the original notes of the writing. So and that's part of its charm. So I would give it in that, like, three and a half, maybe, like, four if you four if you really get are into the joke. Uh, and if you have no sense of humor, it's a one. Just stay away from it. I was going to say about the same thing. I'll say 3.75 shields. So three and three quarter shields for basically the same reasons Matt gave one uh, it is very rough as far as a module is like, you know, it, the, the, the basis is, are there. There are some little glimmers of, 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 uh, of a plot there. Cause it does tie into the original giant series, but it, the format very well laid out. Like, like Matt said, the artwork's actually very good. The cover art is very nice. Um, and um, the maps are legible, very well done. I like the idea for the nostalgia value of the factor of the maps being the original scans. Um, so with all that taking into consideration, plus the, the PDF in the back, the PDFs in the back that, you know, there are fillable. Mm-hmm. I'll give it 3.75, three and three quarters shields, you know. I, just for the this is again like like Matt said a great one off just to play just to just to goof off and have some fun and just just have a good time. Yeah, I would give it three around three uh, shields as well. It's a it's a good time to definitely a convention module to have a lot of fun. I would definitely go for it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess with that yeah. we got to say uh, keep it original, keep it old school. Good night, everybody. Good night. Bye, everybody. The Roll for Initiative podcast is a production of Wild Games Productions in association with d20radio.com. You can visit us at rfipodcast.com or contact us on our forums at osrgaming.org or even by calling us at 570-865-4210. This podcast is produced for entertainment purposes only. All other uses are prohibited. And remember, if your magic missile spell doesn't automatically hit, you're playing the wrong edition. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on Roll for Initiative. Roll for Initiative.